Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Woodstock, Georgia, it's time for Cherokee Business Radio. Now, here's your host. Welcome to another exciting and informative edition of Cherokee Business Radio. Stone Payton here with you today. And today's episode is brought to you in part by the Business Radio X Main Street Warriors program, defending capitalism, promoting small business, and supporting our local community. For more information, go to MainStreetWarriors.org. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast with Lindsay Ryan Creative, the lady herself, Miss Lindsay Ryan. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am fabulous. I have really been looking forward to this conversation. We've gotten a chance to know each other a little bit over at YPOW, Young Professionals of Woodstock. Still not totally convinced why they let me in that group. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I am a, a little seasoned for the, for the label for that group, but it's been a marvelous experience. And I really am interested to learn what you're up to. And maybe that's a great place to, to start is if you could describe for, for me and our listeners, mission, purpose, what, what are you really out there trying to do for folks, Lindsay? Um, so I started my own marketing business, God knows how long ago, um, but it's kind of really taken off in the last year or so. Um, I've been in the music industry. I've been a teacher. I've been God, I've worked in a max custody prison. I've done all kinds of things over the years. Oh I've done a lot. Um, but my heart and passion has always been really helping artists because I'm very creative minded. I can't stop. I don't stop ever. Um, and so I wanted to pair the marketing with creatives. So what I do is I do web design. I do social media marketing. I do uh, copywriting. I write for two different publications currently, um, covering country music. So I get to interview big names. I get to cover, I'm covering a concert at Eddie's attic for a Nashville artist that's touring right now on, uh, tomorrow actually. Um, so I really, I understand very much so the whole starving artist thing. Um, and so I wanted to do something to help those people and make it affordable because, you know, especially musicians and a lot of creatives, you can't write about yourself. You can write the hell of a song. You can do all kinds of things, but doing the business side for yourself is very difficult. And so that's where I step in. I'll bet it is. What a noble pursuit. It's got to be incredibly rewarding. What What's the most fun about it for you? Um, I get to travel a lot. I get to meet a lot of really cool people. I get to, I have, you know, cell phone numbers of people that I probably have no business having cell phone numbers of. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's just cool getting to know all kinds of artists and creatives. Um, I mean, obviously for me, it's primarily music, but it's neat meeting these people and just having a very wide network and a wide net to cast all over the country and then being able to travel and then meet up with these people. So you mentioned the challenge of writing about yourself, which mm -hmm. is probably not terribly powerful. <laughs> so that's one of the, <laughs> what are some other challenges or hurdles that, that you find that creatives in music and in other domains have? Is, is it maybe they don't have much um, exposure to marketing strategy? They just really been focused on their craft all these years? Yeah. A lot of people, they're focused on their craft so much, but 
it's one of those things where like you're too close to a project and mm. it's hard to, um, you know, see past that. Sometimes you just need to step away and let someone else help. You need to be able to delegate that. Um, so, you know, not everybody knows how to make a website. Not everybody knows how <laughs> I'm raising my hand. I don't have the first clue. <laughs> so not everyone knows how to do things that will help them gain, I hate the word exposure, but gain the exposure that they want or gain the audiences that they want. They can't be seen as well if they don't know how to do these things. If they don't yeah. know how to make content for their social media, if they don't know how to write a web or make a website, if they don't know how to write, you know, a bio or write anything really that has to do with getting their name out there. So tell us a little bit about your writing. That must be a lot of fun. I would find it a little bit intimidating. I, I don't find it intimidating anymore after doing it for so long, having a conversation on air. Mm -hmm. That seems very natural to me. But if I were to sit down, and, and I was about to date myself and say in front of a typewriter, <laughs> but if I were to sit down in front of a computer, I mean, I'd have like this blank uh -huh. <laughs> page looking at me. What is that whole experience like? Um, so a lot of times I get... Um, pitched artists from various PR companies. Uh, most of them are in Nashville. Um, so I'll get emails all week long saying, hey, there's this up-and-coming artist or there's this well-known artist that's about to release new music. They're releasing an album. They're touring. They're doing X, Y, and Z. Would you like to interview them or send us questions that they can answer? Um, I much prefer to get on the phone with them and actually have a conversation with them. And I run my interviews like this. It's kind of a podcast. Just a real conversation, Yeah, it's right? a podcast vibe. I had one guy, um, he just had like a number one billboard uh, song and it says first one. And he was like, oh my God, is this how all uh, interviews go? And I was like, no, <laughs> they're, they're not. I was like, I want to, you know, I want to be friends with these people. I want to get to know them. I want to just talk to them because they're a human being with a way cooler, way better paying job than I have. <laughs> um, I'm like, I'm not ever going to fangirl over someone. I'm not going to, you know, get Google over anyone. But, um, you know, it's just, it's fun talking to them. It's, my boyfriend always says I can make friends with a wall. Um, <laughs> I believe that about and you. It's, it's true. Um, I am very, very outgoing to a fault sometimes. Um, but because of that, I can just naturally have conversations with just about anyone. Um, so it's fun. And then if I get to talk to them directly, I always record our conversations. So then I can listen to it and go back and uh -huh. type that way I can be present talking to them and I don't have to think about typing and getting notes down or like making bullet yeah. points of things I say, I can go back later and write it down. And then if I don't get in front of them, um, on the phone or whatever, and then I'll have the PR company send them questions that mm -hmm. I type up and then they'll answer those. And I just do research on them through their websites, bios, other articles that have been written, things like that. So you really are only one small step from having a radio show because you could take that recording, mm -hmm. probably don't even have to clean it up. We do very little editing at our shop because we just capture the real raw conversation for the most part. And then you could distribute it on these platforms. Mm -hmm. if, you ever, if you ever decided that served you and your clients, you could just yeah. tur turn around and do that. I could. <laughs> so you don't really face the whole writer's block thing like, oh, my God, I got to write this article. Or I mean, every once in a while I do. There's definitely been a couple artists where you're, it's like pulling teeth to get any information <laughs> out of them. There was one. I So most of my conversations end up 
being sometimes I'm only allotted a certain amount of time, like 20, 30 minutes. Mm. Sometimes they're like, hey, just talk, get off the phone when you want to get off the phone. I've had conversations that were two hours long with people just because, you know, we're yeah. just talking and not even talking about music, just talking about life in general, their families, where they're at, how frustrated we are with the music industry, this and that. <laughs> um, but there was one person uh, from the time my phone started ringing to the time I got off the phone, it was nine minutes long and it was wow, painful. Was it like, yes, no, it doesn't happen much here, but occasionally we'll get that. Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> come on, like, give me something, please. But I'm like, that was a waste of time to even get on the phone. I should have just emailed that person questions and had right, their, right. had their manager answer it or something. I probably would have gotten more information out of it. Um, but yeah, they've asked me if I wanted to interview her again. And I'm like, sorry, I can't do an interview with someone that close together. You know, made up some excuse right. to not get them <laughs> um, get them another, like, I don't mind writing on them, but I just, I don't want to interview them yeah. again. <laughs> but this, but this kind of just authentic real world conversation, what I love about it, and it sounds like you do too, is you learn so much more about them. And these people have so much, most of them more depth and breadth than you might realize at first. Right. And you, and you get to learn things about their hobbies and their causes and their family. And mm-hmm. it's a, uh, it beats the hell out of working, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I quit the nine to five back in uh, January of this year. So I'm almost going on a year of being completely self-employed, which is terrifying, right. not knowing where your next paycheck is going to come <laughs> from. But, you know, it's a lot less stressful and much more rewarding. So, But do you still, though, you have a very eclectic, in my mind, an interesting backstory. Mm-hmm. In, in your opinion, did some of those experiences help you be more effective at what you're doing now? Do you ever draw on some of those experiences to, to serve the, the folks you're serving now? Absolutely. Um, my friends joke, I was a special ed teacher for 10 years and they're like, yeah, that's why you can handle being friends with us. Cause you know, <laughs> right, right. like we all need someone to like handle us. Um, a lot of them, they're like, yeah, you're our handler, you're mom. I'm like, Shut up. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I have a master's degree in teaching special ed. And so I tell oh. people that I have a master's in making people like me because it's dealing with the parents of kids, oh, whether yeah. it's special ed or like the like atypical kids, you know, it's a lot. Um, bet. And you have to deal with a lot of very unique personalities. Sometimes they're great. Sometimes they're not. Um, so because of that, I think it helped me be very well-rounded in being able to like I said, talk to people that are the two-hour conversations versus the nine-minute conversations. Right, right. Kind of know how to steer things and <laughs> help that along. <laughs> now, in addition, you've got a lot of irons in the fire, as my daddy would say. I do. Uh, so in, in addition to some of the things you've already described, you personally manage a signed recording artist. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a job right there, <laughs> it right? Is. It is. Um, so I manage a signed country recording artist, Trey Odom. Um, I do... The booking, the management, the PR, the I'm a photographer as well, so I do all this concert photography. I do, wow. I do photo sh- we did a photo shoot for him last night at like nine o'clock at night. Oh, um, you know, there's a little bit of everything that I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do everything but perform, which I say I could do that too. Outside, I sing. I don't play any instruments, but 
So have you sort of, since you've been in this business and you, and you have such intimate knowledge and experience around these different domains, the photography and the managing and the booking and the PR, have you sort of developed the, the Lindsay method? Do you have some sort of, I, I, I'm from the training consulting world, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm inclined to call it a methodology, right? Mm-hmm. Some discipline, some rigor. So if, if you meet an up and coming artist and, and they engage you, have you kind of got the nine step Lindsay Ryan process or? You would think, but I don't. Um, I I have, a, what is it, fraud syndrome daily. I'm like, I don't know how I'm doing this or what I'm doing, but apparently it works and everyone thinks I'm good at it, so I guess I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. Um, no, I mean, I have, in my mind, I have, okay, like, this is where they're at. This is what I can do to help mm-hmm. get them to whatever point they want to be at. Sometimes I can't help, but I know people who can. Um, so I feel like I'm kind of that middleman for a lot of people. I'm like, okay, I either, I have the resources or I know someone who does. Let's get you to the right people. Let's figure this out. Um, I love referring people. Like if I can't do it, I'm not going to try. I'm not going to fake it. I'm not going to, you know, take someone's money and be like, oh, sorry. Like I tried. Thanks for the $1,500, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I have a couple of things like I've been working on making um, a booklet of helping people figure out how to, you know, purchase their domain names, like their URL, yeah. um, just simple steps, visual steps. And that's where the teaching comes in is sure. being a special ed teacher. I had to be real good at making everything visual. So I make visual, you know, like basically a little magazine pamphlet type of things of, okay, here's step one through five of how to do this. Here's how to do this. And it's screenshots and pictures and not super wordy. So it's very cut and dry, very simple, you know, anyone can do it type of thing. So I'm sure that's incredibly helpful for particularly for people that really are just now trying to get their arms around mm-hmm. marketing properly and having a genuine strategy around it. And for whatever my opinion is worth, I think that ethos, that approach of first and foremost, let's get the client what they need, whether mm-hmm. I provide it or not, or whether I'm the right person for that. Uh, for example, in our line of work, I, I feel like we do a pretty good job of this. You know, this is our lane, right? Mm-hmm. Capturing authentic conversations, uh, video is, is outside of our expertise. You know, mm-hmm. there's the lighting and all the the moving parts and all that stuff. And so we like to team up with best in class people mm-hmm. for that. Uh, you know, apart from the you know the occasional casual video in studio or something, just to get a little something on social media. But if someone wants to do real video work, you know, we want to or real photography work. You know, we want to team up with somebody like you that knows what they're knows what they're doing. And I think my experience has been over the years. When you do that, it it still it comes back to you tenfold because you're getting the client what they need and mm-hmm. want, and you build great relationships with other practitioners in the community that you know they are the same way. Hey, we want a really, in our case, a really professionally done, properly managed podcast or radio show. Mm-hmm. Then you know we get the we get the nod. Sounds like that's your experience too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I have an incredible network of people that do a little bit of everything. Um, right. you know, and then I started out doing photography. I was doing wedding photography, like wedding and portraits, seniors, oh, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. So I got to know a lot of videographers and, you know, caterers right. and florists and you you create your network. Um and I have that, like I said, all over the country, which is great. It's so nice to be able to like I was texting up 
one of the PR girls in Nashville last night. And I was like, hey, I'm putting together a singer-songwriter event here. Do you have the contact information for whoever's management so I can, you know, I know it's a long shot, but I'm going to try. Um, so it's nice to be able to have those people to reach out to, even if you just want to bounce ideas off of them, not even necessarily yeah. have a client to send them. You just create those relationships, and it's great. So my hat is absolutely off to you or anyone who can organize, market, execute on an event. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that is the biggest, hairiest, scariest thing in the world. And like me, in, in our line of work, like I'd love to put together a retreat. You know, have, you know, and, and maybe have all of our client hosts get together and and maybe invite a, a best-selling business author to come in and present and have a chef's dinner. I got all these, you know, grand <laughs> ideas, but there's no way under the sun I would ever, ever try that without some professional help. But I mean, this is, that's right in your wheelhouse. That's mm-hmm. part of what you know how to do and, and probably choose to do with, with, with some of your clients but but you enjoy it and you're I good do. at it right yeah i do i like i said i can make friends with the wall i love talking to people <laughs> i love working with people um when i'm a hunting widow on and off throughout <laughs> the season like i hate it because i'm at home by myself and i'm just like all right my mind goes crazy i start like figuring out more projects that i could do that i probably have no business doing because i already have a full plate um but you know it's it's just how my personality is. I just love people, love being around people of any walk of life, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of probably where my, partly where my love of working with kids and doing special needs comes from, um, is because of that. So, so do you have a specific cause or two or kind of general area that that's really dear to you that you try to spend time or money and for me, it's, it's, it's young entrepreneurs. That's mm-hmm. the, and then we were talking before we come on air. I enjoy hunting. I know mm-hmm. you, you, you said hunting widow, but you enjoy being out in the woods and hunting some, some too. I do. So for me though, it's, it's young entrepreneurs and more recently helping young kids kind of get introduced to hunting and, and mm-hmm. fishing. But yeah, do you have? Yeah, I have got, I have a couple of them. Um, so I'm working with a nonprofit called the Dude 21 Foundation. Uh, they're mm-hmm. out of Swanee. It's, I met this girl at a show at a gig over at a brewery in at still fire brewing in Swanee. (gasps) Um, she tragically lost her husband about a year after they got married, um, in a boating accident and Mm. he was a firefighter. And so she created the dude 21 foundation in his honor and they, um, raise money to help first responder widows and families of those that have been lost. And then they also raise money to help further, the careers of first responders. So if you're a firefighter and you need to get your EMT cert, you have to pay to, you know, go through the courses and Mm -hmm. things like that. So that's what they raise money for. So, um, I'm partnered with them. I'm going to be helping them put together a music festival to raise money. Hopefully in the next year or two, we're already brainstorming it and trying to get that going. Um, so if anyone wants to help with that, (laughs) let me know. Um, but yeah, so there's that. Um, I have family members that have muscular dystrophy. I have multiple family members that have MD. So I've partnered. I actually worked for the Muscular Dystrophy Association for two years. Um, so I've worked with them doing, you know, fill the boot with, again, the firefighters and yeah. a little bit of everything. And I would love to help get kids, um, kids with special needs out into the wilderness, hunting, hiking, four-wheeling, you know, doing right, things like right. that as well. So 
Again, a lot of irons. <laughs> <laughs> so have you had the benefit of one or more mentors, particularly as you transitioned out of some of the other work into this work that sort of helped you navigate this this terrain, some folks that have helped kind of show you the way along the way? Not really. Um, really? It's definitely been a trial by error, and right? I'm let's just do it and <laughs> – if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. If it does, great. Um, you know, not necessarily a mentor, but like, again, that network of people. I have friends that, you know, will pitch in with ideas or brainstorming or whatnot. I have mm-hmm. a friend um, I'm working with right now. She's a social media influencer for bourbon. Oh, um, baby, that's a friend I'd like to yeah. have. I like my bourbon. <laughs> so um, I'm working with her on some stuff right now. And, you know, Fun. and like we just bounce ideas off each other of what we can do and help each other out. And, you know, you can't think of all the ideas yourself. And sometimes right, someone right. else that is nowhere near your wheelhouse will come up with something. You're like, oh, why didn't I think of that? Like, that's brilliant. So sometimes, again, you just need to step away from the project and, right. you know, let sunshine come in from a different area. Well, no, it's an interesting point because even way back in the in the merger acquisition change management world that I, that I was in, we would find that it, like if if two medical companies merged, mm-hmm. they had more challenges than if like a I'm making this up, but mm-hmm. if a medical company and a surfboard company merged, mm-hmm. it was like a richer, easier transition because they each came with their and yep. and so yes, I think some of the best thinking is is comes from somebody completely out of your domain Mm -hmm. because they see things in a different light right right no it's an excellent point (laughs) so you work diligently on the on the sales and marketing for your clients Mm -hmm. how does the whole sales and marketing thing work for you how do you attract new clients for for your business um not once not in my photography not in anything have i ever advertised it's always been word of mouth you know i have an amazing close-knit group of friends of one of them texted me yesterday and he's like oh hey my chiropractor needs a new website i sent her your phone number you know (laughs) things like (laughs) that um and one of our best friends in arizona is a 25 year old luthier so he builds guitars he's that's what you call someone who builds guitars, a luthier? Luthier, yeah. So he See? went to school specifically to like learn the woods, learn how to like manage them, learn how they, huh. how the softness, the hardness, you know, things like that, what works yeah. best with tone and resonant, all that. Um, so he's 25 years old, has guitars on tour with Kane Brown, Thomas Rhett. Um, he's built two guitars for Jeff Stinko of Simple Plan, you know, like, this kid is phenomenal. Right. Um, but he works closely with a guitar company out of Colorado and they need a new website and branding redone everything. Ah. So he sent them my name and now I'm working with a guitar shop out of Colorado. So sweet. Again, it's all word of mouth. It's all like everyone has their own network and yeah. it's great to be able to reach out. I'm huge on community over competition. There's more than Amen. enough work to go around for everyone. I know photographer it's a super saturated market in any city you're in mm-hmm. and i mean good grief go on cherokee connect someone says hey i need a photographer and all of a sudden five minutes later there's 143 comments of people saying this person almost never is it doubled up on names so you know there's how many people in woodstock or cherokee county alone you know right, like, right. not everybody is going to love the style of 
someone that was referred to you. So then you go to the next person, you know, there's plenty of work in every market for everybody and there's no point in fighting over it. So as some of our listeners know, and you will know, I'm coming out of a wedding. We just married off my oldest Mm -hmm. and uh, we loved the photographer down there in Orange Beach, but that is such an important component, not only day of, you know, that's an important part of the experience, I guess, but then the the product that we're going to get after that, I mean, mm-hmm. that is so important. And, and that's something that you do, wedding photography, too. You still, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Again, word Where of mouth. Do you I don't find the time. I don't advertise it. And that's the thing. Like, I don't do everything every single day. I know. That's right, why right. literally everybody, they're like, what do you do? I was like, what do I don't do? <laughs> <laughs> that list is much shorter, I feel like. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's not like I'm not photographing every single day. I'm not editing pictures every single day. I'm not working on a website every single day. It's kind of a hit or miss what I'm doing any given day. I wake up, I don't know what I'm going to do any given day. It's kind of whatever I feel like. Like I, I tell people I put the pro and procrastinate. (laughs) Um, It's, it's a problem and it's fine. I know it's a problem, but I work better under pressure like that. If I know I have a deadline, for example, in, um, college. I'm a writer. So like I can write the hell of a paper. There were nights where I would start a 14 page paper at 6 PM when it was due at 1158 the same night, (laughs) but I would get an A on it. So like, and I had known about it for a month. So that kind of get you're one of those, you kind of get the juice with the the deadline and getting close to the deadline really gives you the juice, doesn't it? Uh, It does. And again, it's a problem, (laughs) but (laughs) Because then, I mean, then it's like, oh, crap, like I really wanted to do this today, but now I can't because I have to sit down and like work out everything that I have to get done today, no later than today. Um, But, you know, I've tried to get better at it over the years, you know, whether it was, um, oh, man, what was it? Progress reports when teaching were the bane of my existence. I would be that teacher that they're like, oh, yeah, you guys can leave early if you want. Um, As soon as you get all your work done. And I'd be that teacher that staying two hours later than I had to because I just didn't get my stuff done. Um, But I still got it done before I had to. It's like, especially if it's something I don't want to do and I know I have to, that's when it's really bad. (laughs) So how do you recharge like when the, when the batteries are running a little bit low where do you go and I don't necessarily mean a physical place mm-hmm. although it might be for you to get you know just sort of for the inspiration just to chill out and, and then be prepared to get back out there in the, in mm-hmm. the world and, and serve some more what does the trick for you um so I'm everyone jokes I'm Pacific Islander and so everyone's like all right so you're naturally drawn to water like you are Moana I was like yeah basically <laughs> um so I love paddle boarding I love well, when I lived in California, I surfed, you know, mm-hmm. there's lots of things. Put me near water and I'm happy. If I'm hiking near water in the bamboo forest over in Atlanta, if you're next to the river. If I'm, you know, sitting on an inner tube and floating the river. If I'm paddle boarding, if I'm swimming, I don't care what it is. Um, but if I'm near water, like, that's my happy place. So do you find, I certainly do, that that it's important to me to to give myself that space. And I probably give myself more than I should, but I like to hunt and fish. I like to be on the water. I grew up on the Gulf Coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, when entrepreneurs ask me, and they do occasionally, especially kind of budding entrepreneurs, startup folks, I tell them, man, you got to give yourself that space to, mm-hmm. to, to, to re- it sounds like it's important to you too. 
It is. And it's, unfortunately, it's not one of those things that I think to put first, but, you know, I'll hit that tipping point where it's like, all right, I mentally cannot do this anymore. And then I'm like, all right, let's, <laughs> let's go outside. Like, you know, get away from the computer, get away from, and I'll work outside too. I mean, that helps as well. Like I'll just, if it's yeah. nice out, I'll bring my computer out on my back deck, just sit at the table and work outside. Um, but you know, being under fluorescent lights and surrounded by four walls, right? Is not my thing. Um, but I also hate it when it's cold, like today. It, I mean, we have snow in the forecast coming up. So, I'm like, do we really? I should yeah. be in a tree stand right now. I know. So, but t- <laughs> with today's technology, you can actually kind of check your email in a tree stand, and mm-hmm. if it's a really important, critical thing, you know, you can shoot them. In a- and I, I, I think people are a little more. I don't know more. There seemed to be understanding of I'll shoot him a note. Hey, in a tree stand right now, but mm-hmm. I'll get, you know I'll, I'll I'll get back to you when I get back to the office. They're yeah. like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I actually did that right before I harvested my deer a couple <laughs> weeks ago. I was texting a friend that I um, help with marketing for his small business here in Woodstock, and he's like, hey, can we? Uh, you know, talk about X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, cool, give me like four days when I'm not hunting <laughs> and I have better cell phone reception. But, you know, sometimes I will, I'll work on booking, I'll work yeah. on doing whatever, you know, and I feel like I'm always on my phone and I feel bad, yeah. but we'll be <laughs> sitting on the couch and my boyfriend's like, what are you doing? He's all, put the phone in. I'm like, I'm working for you. Stop it. <laughs> And I don't know if the tree stand message would play in Manhattan, but here in Cherokee County, it's, it's not understands. a problem. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, sorry to bother you. Good luck. <laughs> They're like, let me know if you get anything. Oh, what caliber are you using? <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, before we wrap, I'd love to, to leave our artist in, in all of those domains that you serve mm-hmm. with a couple of pro tips, maybe some things to be thinking about, some things to be Doing, not doing, um, I mean, number one pro tip, gang, reach out to Lindsay. Have a conversation with her. Mm -hmm. She can help you. She will. If not, she'll get you pointed in the right direction. But, uh, yeah, let's give them a little something that they can kind of sink their teeth into and at least begin thinking about uh, here before we wrap some Mm -hmm. pro tips. Yeah. Um, My number one pet peeve that I tell everyone, and this is not just because I was an English teacher, it's check your freaking (laughs) grammar and your spelling on even your captions, your social media stories, whatever you are doing. Mm. Like don't, don't act like you're texting somebody. Don't put your as you are Mm -hmm. like the letters you are. Right. Right. Make sure you're using the right there, 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 or your, (laughs) your, you know, check your grammar because nobody wants to work with somebody that, can't speak proper English, even in typing, you know? So that's always my biggest right. thing. I'm like, okay, like, come on. I get the occasional typo, but if it's a regular thing, there's a problem. <laughs> you need yeah. to check that. Um, visuals. People are very, very visual. So, you know, mm. as much as I hate it, you know, social media, people want to see your lifestyle. They don't always want to just see your work. They want to know that you're a real person as well. So, mm. That's a big thing too. share your dogs, share, you know, kids are one of those kind of iffy things right, just because, right. you know, safety reasons, but you know, share, don't share your meals. Just don't, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, share that. Oh, I was at, you know, I was at rootstock tonight and the yeah. service was amazing. The music was amazing. You know, 
share the people, share the companies, share the products that you love and, you know, blast that out because not only is that helping you, but that's helping the other people as well. It's not, yeah. I tell people, Everybody like, it's wins not all, of, it's not all about you. Right. Like even your brand is not all about you. It's about the things that you love, that you care for, that you're passionate about. So share those things. You know, like I share my friend's guitars. I share my buddy owns Uncle Whiskey. I share his his products. I share, you know, a little bit of everything because nobody, I had someone once told me, they're like, yeah, you know, I love you, but I unfriended you because I was tired of your music propaganda. I was like, first of all, <laughs> it's not propaganda. Like, let's check definitions here. Second of all, you know, I'm passionate about it. Sorry. Like, <laughs> but I get it. Like, nobody yeah, wants to yeah. see like, hey, I'm at this show or I'm at that concert or I'm doing this all the time. They want to see that there's right. other things that are important to you. Yeah. So, so what stood out for me, and all, those are some fabulous tips, but did you say Uncle Whiskey? Mm-hmm. So you got to tell me something about it. Yeah, I'm a whiskey <laughs> lover. It's one of those things. I, you know, tell me about Uncle Whiskey real quick. Um, so we joke, we're like, whiskey not included. Um, <laughs> but he does, he sells aging barrels and uh-huh. drinkware. Um, he also Very makes cool. like the bars out of whiskey barrels. He has on chess tables made out of whiskey barrels oh, kind of cool. you know like right. home decor drinkware things like that again those aging barrels you can pour any liquor into it they're charred inside so you can Sweet. age your own alcohols um what a yeah. great gift though for like all, all my friends like whiskey or most of my friends yeah. enjoy whiskey as absolutely. well absolutely and so, he's local here in woodstock too so so i mentioned main street warriors at the top of the program but today's episode is also brought to you in part by uncle whiskey <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that is fantastic. All right. What's the best way for our listeners to uh, to connect with you? Mm-hmm. I just want to make it super easy for them. And, and I'm operating under the impression you just seem like the kind of person you're happy to set up a conversation and, and, and have a visit with them. If you can help Absolutely. them, you will. Or Yeah. What's the best way? Yeah. I mean, if you're local, let's get together. Let's go to Alma Coffee. Let's go to Reformation. Let's grab a beer. Let's grab a coffee. Let's sit down and talk. Um, if you are not local or you're not into, you know, just grabbing a drink with a random person, um, <laughs> then, you know, you can best ways on find me on social media. It's at Lindsay Ryan creative, but Lindsay Ryan is spelled with all eyes. So it's L I N D S I R I A N creative. Um, that's also my website, Lindsay Ryan creative.com. Well, Lindsay, it has been an absolute <laughs> delight having you in the studio here this morning. And I hope you'll come back. I think we ought to do this periodically. We'll get Definitely. caught up on some of your works. And it might even be fun uh, to bring a, a local client in. We'll talk about their business, talk mm-hmm. about your work together. But this is a what a terrific way to invest a Tuesday morning. Yeah, Thank you. Absolutely. All right. This is Stone Payton for our guest today, Lindsay Ryan with Lindsay Ryan Creative and everyone here at the Business Radio X family saying we'll see you next time on Cherokee Business Radio.